podcast. I'm Darren, and joining me as always is Martin and Craig. How are you, chaps? Uh, yeah, a bit apprehensive about this one, but I'm gonna gonna uh, see how, see how we can find some positive spins to this um, assessment of our ranks so far. Um, but um, but yeah, otherwise I'm good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's a feel good pod, isn't it? This one. If there's anything that's gonna put you in, feel a good, good for mood. other people. <laughs> feel good for us. <laughs> gonna say hang on a minute um i wonder if there's any other pod groups that do fpl content that are, uh, as a group are doing worse than we are <laughs> in all fairness i have <laughs> i have seen um it's the year of uh content creators struggling in all fairness um we're not alone there, there is that to be said we're certainly not alone um but at the same time we don't also, we don't also charge for our content and we don't try and give people all uh you should do this move you know we, we we tell people what we're doing and say you know we think x y and z and we display data and facts mm. at the end of the day so well we know. don't really tell we don't really tell people what we're doing so much do we we just we just analyze each game each week and each team and yeah um, that's true, it's one of those it's, it's one of those things where you can't pick everybody and um yeah i think i think a lot of stuff we've said this year is actually it's been quite good and i've not heard it you know in other places and it's turned out to be right but Somehow it's not helping us do well, but I don't know. No, no. Yeah, I mean, you called out that I had done well in Gaffer last week with the Armstrong sticking with him. You called that out for me, so I appreciate that, and, and that was very true. But yeah, FPL-wise, we don't really often call out what we do well and what we don't do. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's uh, let's crack into it. So here's our current positions. I mean, that's not my current position. Uh, I got these off of... Uh... Unless, today, unless, current rank, current points. Unless I dropped, unless I dropped that much, I thought I was in the. I thought I was higher, but well, I don't, don't get too down right. You're doing the best out of the four. That's ah, perfect. That's fine. I'm right. You're you're perfectly right. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I was one point eight. No, that's even worse. Then that's pissed me right off. Pod's done. See you later. See you next week. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not great looking, is it, lads? Do we should we read it out for the people on audio? Yeah, go on, go on, talk oh, us through it, Craig. Craig yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think this point last year, just for reference, I think we was all in the top one million. A few of us were sort of sort of between 100,000 and 500,000 at this point, all in fairly solid positions. This year, not great. So the overall leader at the moment um, has got 611 points um, for current ranking, overall rank of one. Um, Darren, you're the best out of us on 452. So you're still... But best by 160 points behind. Your official rank is 2.3 million. Then me, uh, 18 points behind you at 3.7 million. Martin's four points behind me at just over 4 million. And Thomas um, is 5.8 million with 405 points. So at least there is a point of doing this pod every week. Thomas don't come on and he's doing even worse than us. So there's obviously <laughs> a benefit, a 30-point benefit for doing the pod each week. But um, yeah, of it is that me and Martin, especially 180 odd points behind Darren, you're about 160 points behind Thomas, is 200 points behind through eight weeks. Um, doesn't feel particular. I don't know what you thought your first thoughts are about that because obviously our ranks are, are, are pretty poor. We would expect to be at least in the top one million. I don't think I've ever been this low in the history of playing the game, and I've been playing for about 15 years. Yeah, um, but 180 points doesn't actually sound all that bad. I was, you'd expect to be further behind than that, I think, for when you're like four million overall. It doesn't feel like yeah. it feels cruisable to me. I'd agree with that. I, I do think I do think it is congested this year because um so many people just have captained Harland almost every week. 
Um, and it does make a difference. You're not getting these big captaincy swings like you do in other years where, you know, it could be like last year, for example, people that backed Haaland from the start flew away from people that weren't sure about him maybe and maybe captained some other people early on and were, were sort of a bit late to the party with Haaland, for example. Like there's not, we've not had anything like that this season um, in terms of captaincy. So I do think it is quite congested and we'll see that illustrated in one of the future slides, um, in one of the slides we're going to come on to. So, yeah, overall rank, not brilliant. But like you said, Darren, like it within the Twitter community, like a lot of really good managers, established managers, um, felt like a, a lot of us have had a poor start and a couple of them have started to now just, you know, just with a couple of good weeks, they're in much better positions. So hopefully, hopefully that's coming for us as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I look at my, I look at my team at the moment, and I and I wonder how. Uh, if I'm completely honest with you, um, it, it was only two. Was it two or three weeks ago? I wild carded, and I'm looking at my team, thinking, what? Why did I do that? Or like, because I looked at the fixtures ahead as well. But I mean, part part of the problem this year, I think. Uh, I think it's the same for all of us. Is we've picked players once or twice that have just immediately then got injured. Or something has happened to them like botman's there now i've got hickey who's injured i think we've had some suspensions you know i had doku and alvarez in a week where that would have been perfect and, and, and they look really good and then rodri got sent off and therefore those two got taken off and it's like why those two do you know what i mean it's i feel like it's one of those seasons so far where actually everything has gone wrong that could go wrong um so I don't. I don't feel 180 points. Was it 180 or 160 points? Is is not achievable, you know. If that's the the gap they've done in eight weeks, you know, and by by week 16, let's come back to this and see where we are then or not. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I definitely think that's that's achievable. I think the big thing for me is this year, like on a personal level, is I am actually playing the game differently now uh, to start the season. So my normal number one rule to start a season is to be on top of all the price changes and react to anything price related, even if it means a couple of hits early on. I usually wildcard between game week four and game week six, somewhere like that. And all of my focus in the first four weeks is keeping an eye on the the, the price predictions. If there's players I want that look like they're about to go up, because obviously there's players that go up in the early game weeks you don't actually want. They may get a lucky haul in game week one or something and their price changes, people jump on that bandwagon bit. You, you may be assessed that you don't want them. But equally, there's other players you do want. And regardless of whether, if, if I've got a player who's close to going down in price and there's a player I want who's close to going up in price, I would make that move. And that would be my priority. It doesn't matter what the upcoming fixtures are. Um, I just want to get my team value up um, early on. This year, I haven't done that. Um, I tried to, it's, it's a common thing in, in, in fantasy games to show patience and I get better at it as the season goes on, but certainly at the start, I don't have much patience with players. Not because I don't think they'll do well in future weeks, but again, my, my focus is more on the prices. This year, I didn't want to take hits early on. I kind of realised quite early on that maybe a wild card not in game weeks four to six was the best, maybe a later one. So I had that in mind that I maybe had to be a bit more careful because my first wild card was going to be used later. So I've suffered loads of price drops this year that I wouldn't normally suffer. The players that I've persevered with, mainly the Man United guys, let's be blunt about it, they've carried on going down in price. They've carried on not delivering and my patience hasn't been rewarded with them. Um, so ultimately, patience hasn't really worked in my favour. 
not playing the price rises hasn't really worked in my favour. And that's ultimately the reason why I think I'm doing a lot worse. There's a couple of players, I didn't have Mbwemo at the start early on, who was on radar. We all spoke about 6.5 million mids, which one do we go for? We, whoever went Matoma did all right early on, whoever went Mbwemo did all right early on. We went. I paid 0.5 extra and got Richarlison instead, thinking I'd be smart about it, and then that didn't go well. So I suffered 20, 30 points early on by making that decision. So then people started going down in price. Um, patience with players hasn't worked. So it's a learning experience for me. I try and learn different things every year. I'm on a very different strategy this year to what I've really ever been on before in terms of late wild card, in terms of patience with players not chasing price rises. And I'm going to blame that, to be honest, for my bad start. It might, it's probably not completely to blame for it. but You're touching upon something actually really, really good there, I think, because you're absolutely right. Like We, we as a collection, let's say, said... We don't think Mbwemo is that great, okay? We didn't go for him. And in all fairness, had he not had the penalties, what would he have had? Nothing. Again, it's luck. Like, we didn't know he was going to get two or three penalties in the first four bloody weeks and get points that way. He wasn't getting anything other than the penalties, really. And then, obviously, we all held Jackson for a while, potentially, waiting for patience, and that didn't pay off. But again, you wouldn't sit there at that point and look at Jackson. I think he was a bad pick with Chelsea's run of games and... He had done well in the first one or two, so we jumped to him. Um, and that has happened with a few players. And I think that is the key, is to get those players before they go on these two or three game runs and do well. Like, I know all of us have stuck with United players here and there. I, I started with two. Uh, did I? Was I? Did I start with two? I either started with one, but I ended up with Rashford and Fernandez very, very quickly. And I've still got Fernandez now, and... I looked at removing him for potentially next, not this week, obviously the week after it's an international break. Don't don't get yourself tricked, Darren. Um, but I looked to then at Man United's fixture run and I'm like, oh, Darren, he's got three decent fixtures. Patience, wait. Um, if you had patience for Sterling, I'm going to tell you now that wasn't patience. That was a terrible manager decision that you've kept him for six weeks because he's done jackal. Your points that last weekend was not patience. It was lucky. Um, that, that, that I will say. Uh, <laughs> um, but otherwise, you, you're actually touching, Craig, on something really, really, yeah, perfect, I think. That, that is exactly the reason why we can find ourselves, you know, 60, 70 points down because of people like Embuemo and stuff like that. Um, what, what I did find astounding, and, and you mentioned about Haaland captaincy just now, is the guy who's top has captained Haaland only twice. Yeah, in game week one, when he obviously got double figures, and against Fulham, when he got, did he get 20 points or something against Fulham? So he's picked the right two weeks to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't captained him again. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's so they, that, that's, that's, what's, uh, that's what's defined him from the pack, I think. Um, yeah. Because he's got quite, a, again, we'll see a slide in a minute. Is You can see the, the it's actually a really, really strong start, the guy that's top at the moment, compared to, you know, if you track him against the guy that won it last year, right? Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's um, those captaincy shouts doing wonders. But yeah, like, just to go through it in game week one, he captain Harland got thirteen. Obviously, everyone captained him. But in game week two, he captain Trent. So Liverpool in game week two um, were away. No, who were they playing in game week two? Liverpool. Uh, Bournemouth, just Bournemouth. Yeah, home to Bournemouth. He captain Trent. Trent got two points. So did Harland. So no, no, no change. Anything there, 
In game week three, he captain Bruno Fernandes for 12 points. Haaland only got four, I think. Bruno Fernandes was home to Nottingham Forest in game week three, got 12 points. So big gain on Haaland captain is in game week three. Um, game week rank of like 10,000 in that week as well. In game week four, he captained Haaland for 20 points against Fulham. Um, pretty much the same as everyone else. In game week five, he captained Sun, um, which was quite a bold captaincy call, home to Sheffield United. Because um, at the time, we didn't know he was playing centre-forward, but he hadn't been delivering much at mm. that point, playing on the left. So but he captained Sun there. Haaland actually got a point more than Sun that week. Um but, but, still, but, but they still both scored high that week, didn't they? No, Haaland got three, Sun got two. In oh, game really? Week. All right. Um, game week six, he captained Sun again for 14 points. Um, away to Arsenal, he captained Sun in game week six. <laughs> he just left that. He forgot. He just left it from the week before. <laughs> forgot. So he could have had Haaland home to Nottingham Forest. He's already captained Bruno Fernandes against Nottingham Forest, but he did <laughs> captain Haaland against them. Yeah. But he's got Sun captain for... 14 point he might have forgot to be fair because he didn't make a transfer got game week rank of 12,000 that week for forgetting to do it <laughs> see luck in it see fucking hell and we're here trying to play the game properly it's unfair isn't it he's still got Reese James on his bench by the way in game week 6 as well I don't know if there's an auto sub there um, maybe but um, yeah he's still got Reese James um, midfield all got double figures that week Matoma Foden Saka Bruno Son all got double figure returns in that week um, yeah. he's got Haaland and Awani up front Awani was playing away to um, Manchester City that week so he's got to make his team he's still got Awani playing at the Etihad and he's got Son as captain at the Emirates what could have and he's got a game week rank of, of 12,000 and, and, that, uh, and that, that kind of <laughs> exactly what we're saying here about luck and all that type of thing like that is you know they call it, you know the transfer not the transfer the substitute jam getting somebody off your bench with a double figure haul and stuff like that i've got i just feel that we have like not one of us has had that this year um i don't remember one of us in our chats going oh so and so didn't play but i've got somebody on the bench with a clean sheet and a goal or something like that it's just not happened to us whereas those yeah. things happen to people all the time and well i had a stupid name first sub when he um, but he didn't come on for me. I know he came on for some people that week. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get a enough the bench for his minus three or whatever it was. But... Yeah, some people got that. I did not get that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, I think it's one of those seasons so far, the first eight weeks, where we've not had the luck. Sure. But, do you know what? It's funny because, um, you know, we're part of that community league thing. Um, and I can't remember what they call it. Um the Strikers, one where, keepers, where, losers, weepers, that one. Yes, mate, that one. Thank you very much. Yeah. So we get sent uh we get sent this dossier thing um from 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 Panda, who's our guy, uh for our team. And it's this kind of PDF document with loads and loads of stats and stuff on about your team and how it should be. And actually, my team, the projected points of my team, in other words, picking the right players against the right teams and the former stuff, I'm like third out of the, the, the whole of the team in that in where I should be. But in actual points are much lower so i think what it's going to show this season so far is actually when we look at our teams we're picking the right players against the right fixtures but they're just not performing as they as as we expect them to like fernandez against some of the teams united against some of the teams that they've played definitely should be doing a lot better but they're just not performing 
Um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's make you less likely to want a Captain Harlan now, seeing what the leader's done. That's probably the main question for it, this slide. When, when, yeah. when, I, when I said it and when you started explaining, all I thought to myself was I'd love to see who he Captain Harlan against and who he Captain other people against. And maybe there's something to say that Harlan against lower end of the table, perfect. But once he faces sort of mid-table opposition, look for some other route or something like that. Um, I mean, I've captained in one less than everyone else anyway. <laughs> I do, I do yeah. feel like City and Arsenal, to be fair, both of them don't look, not saying don't look like elite attacks, but they don't look on top form from an attacking standpoint to me at the moment. They're not creating, I, know, I don't think they had a shot on target yesterday, Man City against Arsenal, but going away from that, I don't look like they're going to score four or five goals every week at the moment to me, whether it's because they haven't got De Bruyne or whether it's because they're lacking, like, I think yesterday they had Kyle Walker and Gavardio being the two wide players at one point in the game. Yeah. That's not Gavardio that. was wide left, yeah. So, it feels like they're going to win, they're trying to win games 1-0, 2-0 at the moment. Arsenal are a bit the same, so at least yeah. with, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe there is an argument to look elsewhere for a team with more upside, because you look at Tottenham, you look at Brighton, you look at other teams like that and think they could score four or five in a given game week. I don't really get that vibe off Man City at the minute. And No, I, I agree. I think Haaland mm. in the box, ball at his feet very quickly, deadly. Anything outside of the box, he's absolutely just nothing there. I don't understand. Like He's just a player who just needs that ball literally in the in the box somewhere to turn, shoot, just get an acre of space and, and honestly just bang it as hard as he can. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I don't see them doing that at the moment. They're, they're just missing a lot of key players, aren't they? I think I think that is their problem. They didn't their, their recruitment wasn't great in in all fairness. Like Gavardiol was was good defensively. Doku was a decent option for this wide, and he will come good. Like he's very very young. But then Grealish is out. We've had Bernardo Silva out. KDB's out. They lost Gundogan, who was massively key for them. Kovacic, honestly, bag of shit. I thought he'd be all right, but he was he's not been that great at all. Um, they expected him to fit in like, you know, and and it's very telling. Rodri got sent off. He's been banned for three games and every single game he, they've, they've lost without Rodri playing. Like that is your anchor man. You know, there's a reason why he gets all the passes in Sky because everything goes through him, literally. Um, and that's the problem. Like once you get one or two key men out and, and, and it all starts to fall apart and, and that's definitely happened to City in the last couple of weeks. Is that the smart strategy now, though? A sensible people realise that the Man City are that much of a loss without De Bruyne and Rodri. Liverpool, I think anyone that captain Salah yesterday got a bit lucky when that Brighton decided to play a right winger at left back. You couldn't have foreseen that happening before the game. Um, I think Salah and Son was quite a hard choice for a lot of managers this week. And then you got Tottenham with a player sent off after 25 minutes and Salah playing against the right winger who happens to be put a left back. It's quite... Set of circumstances you can't anticipate, right? Exactly the point what I'm saying about luck is is oh, Sorry, guys. One good thing I do all season, and you're going to shit all over it. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's, it's Martin, all right. okay. back then, Martin. Did you? Luck's the wrong word to use because the captaincy toss up between a very what we thought would be a tired Brighton from the midweek um and and spurs against luton you're right it could have gone either way i personally went son because i thought you know them against luton fantastic but what you can't foresee is the fact that uh fucking clown would dive and get sent off and then all of a sudden we've got a problem you know you're one nil you're only going to win one nil against luton and it didn't happen 
and, and, I think and, I, I think you could foresee that Lewin haven't actually conceded that many goals at home, and Brighton are conceding for fun. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, uh, but also, but Spurs had been scoring quite a lot as well, so there was that that other side of things. And um, I'm not saying that captaining Salah was was lucky because it wasn't. It definitely wasn't fifty fifty. I I certainly thought about captaining him as well. I went the wrong way, but. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, the sending off hasn't helped Spurs. They were very much on top and attacking. And um, yeah, we would, we didn't expect an out-of-position player to play against Salah. So it's one of those things. Um, again, you know, it worked for worked wonders for yourself and, and, and me and Sky, but not so much for, um, for, for FPO and Son. Yeah, no, no in, in all seriousness, it was close. I just, yeah, I just fan- fancied Salah. It didn't really help me much, though, because <laughs> every everyone else in my team managed to play. Honestly, if I hadn't captain Salah, I'd have had about 18 points or something stupid this week, I think. Um, I've got a few teams like that, 24, 25 points. You look at their players and you think, that's actually quite a good team this week. And yeah, suddenly, yeah. that's that the point. Like I, like I said, the projected points, like there's a load of stuff out there that can give you projected points. So, like, I don't use any of the, the AI stuff, but... You know that that league I mentioned before, Panda's got a really cool spreadsheet that we put into stuff, and it projects points. And the dossier thing gets sent around, and that's projecting points and stuff. And I look, and I, I like, I'm not picking bad players. I'm genuinely picking the right players and the right fixture. It's just not paying off. It's just not happening that way. Um, but it's this patience thing. Like eventually, one week it's going to click, you know, and that'll be it. Like all the players that are turning up are going to turn up, and all of a sudden I'll be sitting on a huge score for one week, and it'd be lovely. But yeah, until that point. Um, back to our, our graphics, just very quickly. Why have you got in chips used a four? And Tom yeah, I think there's a typo. Okay. <laughs> Ignore that. Cool. Um, Martin's used the wild card. I think that's it. Thomas, yep. the same, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so obviously that worries me a little bit because I've used three. Uh, I've, <laughs> only got, I've only got a triple captain left. Um, yeah, that's frustrating, but hey. Is what it is. Um, what what did astound me is the fact that I've uh, I've only done one minus four. I did think I'd done more, but maybe I haven't. That was one of my rules: is not to just go willy nilly with minuses this year. And so far, I haven't, um, which is quite nice. But I, I uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can you say? He just not taking hits, but then say then he's being left in positions where he's got to play a one year at the yet he had and things like that. So that's his solution <laughs> to not taking hits. Where we'd probably think, hang on. Even for four points, I could probably get someone in who can get me a, a, a better ceiling than that. And yeah, that's not necessarily wrong, right? If you're doing it over multiple weeks, I just had to look at some of his team week to week. And he's there's a few players I'd look at. And think, I wouldn't want that person in my team three weeks running, and the league leader's got them. Um, yeah. So, one of those things again. But cool. We're pacing, we're not pacing too bad for hits. You've probably got a bit carried away with the chips, Darren. Um, I did. Half- in... Yeah, I mean, I think we've all used. You haven't used wild card, have you? But I think the no. rest of us have used wild card. You're looking at wild carding next week, right? That's uh, sorry, two weeks time. Two right? week ten, ten yeah. Ten. So, I mean, I used the wild card because it was a game game week six. My team wasn't looking great. I wanted to target the fixtures. That was like three weeks ago. I bench boosted really early because I hate the chip and I just wanted it out the way. And it didn't look a bad game week to do it. And the free hit I used I used last week, um, and mainly because I didn't want to take huge hits. Unfortunately, after the wild card, a lot of the players I had, which which happened to a lot of people, by the way, got injured. You know, Botman, etc. I had some players that just weren't going to play. Diaby was injured. 
I think I had Saka potentially as well or something. And it just looked really messy. And to fix it was like a big minus. Um, and I didn't want it. So I took the free hit. Um, I, I mean, I got the biggest score out of all of us. But it was... I might, we'll say that again, Craig. The leaders just used it free hit. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was. I mean, if you'd said, "Is it a good week to free hit?" I'd have told you, "No, of course it's not." It was a terrible week to free hit because the the, the, the fixtures were all over the place in terms of like, there's no standout option. But I mean, it, I but still even, well. let me just read out this free hit team to you. Um, yeah, so this is the league leader. What he's done. Now, bearing in mind, two of these, these second and third substitutes are Ruben Diaz and Julian Alvarez. So both playing away at the, the Emirates. Because if you're on a free hit, you're not going to have a 5.5 million defender on your bench. So he's, he's made that decision. And in goal, he's put Matt Turner playing away to Crystal Palace on his free hit. I mean, it worked out. So he's, he's, played a, he's got a 5.5 defender he doesn't need, where he could have improved his goalkeeper, right, to not play back. But he's got six points off of Matt Turner in goal. Defence has gone through Doggy, Robertson, Cash and White. So he's put Ben White in, got nine points at home to Men City on a free hit. Um, you could argue that you wouldn't have expected that. No. Salah Sterling on his free hit. Um, James Madison as captain. Luis Diaz and Bruno Fernandes. Fine. Ollie Watkins up front by himself in a 4-5-1. So, That's and he's, he's say his subs are a Wanyi, who's obviously a, not the cheapest. You could have had Cameron Archer and saved 1.5. Ruben Diaz, he could have come down to... 1.5 and Julian Alvarez who could have saved so he could have certainly improved certain parts of it so he most notably the goalkeeper right you wouldn't play a 4 million goalkeeper on a free hit when you've got two or two free of unnecessary spend on yeah. the bench always but I can't criticise his free hits here we've got, 70, got 76 points yeah <laughs> it's, it, it, uh, it just sound it doesn't sound good though does it let's be fair like so many of those players we wouldn't have picked like Ben White against Man City really why why would you do that but it's worked out for him, and I think that's just that's just the way it's fallen so far. But hey, look, it's game week eight. We've got so many game weeks left. We've got like bloody nearly twenty eight game weeks left, right? Up so, Ben White as well. He was trying to play free. He was trying to play a three five two with a one year up front um, on a free hit. So he got jam. He got bench jam. No, he got he got a one year. Obviously, didn't oh, okay. play injured groin and got Ben White on his first sub. Yeah, on his free hit substitute jam. Nine points Absolutely as well. Disgusting. Right, move on. <laughs> Fuming with him already. Who, who is he? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, this this is a shower of shite as well. Martin, explain this. Like, this is Martin's handiwork. This one. Yeah. So it's um, it's another way of looking at a similar thing, really. So this just shows you. Um, so on the left there, you've got last season's winner. How many how many game week ranks they had in the top two hundred and fifty k? How many from two hundred and fifty k to five hundred k? How many from 500k to a million, etc.? So last year's winner had 10 game week ranks um, in the top 250k, um, and then an additional four that were inside the top 500k. Um, so 14 in total inside the top 500k, but the majority of them, 10 of them, were actually inside 250k. You can see the leader this season has already got three of those 10 um, inside the 250k. Um, so he's so he's pretty much a third of the way there we're not you know we're not a third of the way through the season yet and he's already got two of the four um inside the top 500k additionally as well so nice. really really strong start from the guy that's leading at the moment um tracking to last season's winner um and then just two of them as well a 10k and 12k they're not even yeah. like they're well inside the top 250k it's not like <laughs> ridiculous yeah 
So it really is a ridiculously strong start if you compare it to last season. Um, and then 10K, I just looked at one team. Like there isn't actually a team that's exactly at 10K because there's so many teams that are joint. Um, but I just picked one of them um, just as a sample. So one of the teams um, that's sort of joint to like 10,300 and whatever it is, um, has already has got two um, two game week ranks inside the top 250K and, a, and another one inside the top 500K. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of ways you can look at this. You can look at us and say, well, we haven't got any inside. None of us have got any game week ranks inside the top half a million yet. But also we're only three good game weeks behind um you know people that are up at 10k because the rest of it is fairly it's fairly similar um we're not tracking that badly so the people up in 10k have just had a few really good game weeks where we haven't essentially so that's a a positive way to try and look at it i suppose people are having say the guy you've mentioned mine's had a game we ranked over nine million already and he's in the top 10k so yeah yeah none of us are particularly worse than one bad week no, I suppose. Um, yeah, I suppose it's not that. Different. I think we worked out last year, didn't we? That it was about five points between we separated like one million from two million. So if we're tracking mm-hmm. about two to where we mostly sort of around five million at the moment most weeks, which is obviously not great. But so five million to five hundred k, you're looking at about what's that? About twenty five points, right? Maybe yeah, thirty mm-hmm. points. As you say, two or three of them is about ninety points, and then we're up. What was we saying on the last 150 points away, whatever it was from yeah. the league? That's yeah. 90 point swing there. If they have a couple of four or five million ranks, we can get, say, 500,000, even not even the 250,000, just the 500,000. That could be 90 points back. Um, makes yeah. it a bit, you say, it makes you feel a bit more positive about it, right? Because let's say it's easy for us to get a bit down in the dumps and think this season's done already. We can't really c- come back from here. And winning it's a, probably a little bit far fetched from where we are, but. Sort of a top 50k finish is still more unachievable, right? You think from from where yeah. we are? Yeah, I mean, if I if you look, if I look at mine, for instance, like I haven't the, the only thing I've had is a, is an eight million plus rank once that that holds me indifferent to um, the uh, what's it called the winner of of last year. For instance. he didn't have an eight plus million rank, I did, but everything else sort of he's I, I've had that so far. So you know, it's still achievable. It's just very very hard. <laughs> um, the 50k finish is, is definitely achievable easily just need to pull up yeah. our socks <laughs> so we we need some good weeks and we need them quickly but if you look at like say we're we're, we're not really looking at winning it now let's crazy it's probably a bit far-fetched but even if you look at the winner from last season he had a couple of seven million plus ranks four six million plus ranks um and we're not doing you know it's not like we're we're already full of them is it we've had a we've had a you know, one of each um, across. Like, none of us have got, like, three in the six million rank, you know, already, have we? Like, um, Craig, you've got one. Um, I've got one seven million and one nine million. But again, even the even the winner, um, even the winner had a couple of seven plus millions last season. Um, so, yeah, it's just, we just need a couple in those top rows. <laughs> and we need them probably need to, fast. We need to but... be probably in the top one million for about half the remaining game weeks, realistically. Yeah, Look, looking at my team, I don't see it happening the week coming up. That's the spirit, <laughs> after, after the IB, <laughs> not going to lie, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. That one. Um, okay, next slide. We done on that one? Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the points at the key ranks. 
Yeah, again, so this is just another illustration, of, I think, of how how well the guy in first has started, really, because the gap between first to 10K is is pretty big compared to the gaps, the other highlighted gaps here. So yeah. um, 4 million to 1 million is 44 points. 1 million to 100K is another 37 points. 100K to 10K is only 26 points. But the gap from 10K to first is another 67 points on top of that. So... Again, just another illustration of how well uh, how well the guy in first has started. I mean, um, I, I take it away from that then, Martin. If four four million to one million is forty four, and one million to one hundred k is thirty seven, I take mm -hmm. it that what what's our sort of three or two million ranked to the hundred k? Probably. Well, yeah. So you kind of you kind of need to add it up. So so for so for me and Craig, who are sort of around the four million mark, so we're about. What like 80, 81 points, eighty one points off of a hundred k. Myself is going to be probably around the fifty something mark, I reckon, or six sixty. You're about maybe. twenty points in front of me, Darren. I think so. Yeah, you'll be about sixty. Yeah. Okay. Sixty. So sixty points to a hundred k doesn't sound awful. That literally is a very very. I mean, actually, six. You're never going to do sixty points in one week. <laughs> um, maybe you could catch half that. But two two good weeks really could see me rise substantially to 100k. Um, you captain Ollie Watkins last week when he got that trick against Brighton, he probably gained about 40 50 points on most people. That week, but yeah, that is that is that is very that, that is very week. true. That would have been a very nice one. Um, yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, so you know it's certainly achievable, and that's kind of what we're uh, the, 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 the the top hasn't eluded us yet, guys. We can still get a decent finish. Decision is here, I think, really. Do you try and do it slow and steady and try and have one or two differentials in your team and gradually claw back five, ten points a week? Or hope to with, your, with one or two differential players? Say for someone like me, for example, I'm seriously weighing up getting Trent on my wild card. No one's really got him. Liverpool have got quite good games. He's expensive, so it makes things awkward. But do I go with Trent outscoring Salah by... 20 points over seven game weeks. Now, Liverpool keep clean sheets in the majority of them games. Salah's going to do well to match Trent, I think. So it's, 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 do I just make decisions like that and try and eat back five, 10 points a week? Or do I start, say, going really rogue with the captaincy and hope that I get a Watkins Hall or something um, from someone when the, the majority is still on Haaland or maybe Salah in a couple of weeks, in the next couple of weeks? Because people will gradually start to come off Haaland. One, because he's not doing as well. And two, because... Liverpool particularly have got better fixtures for the next batch. So anyone with Salah, I think he's going to get tempted to captain him for the majority of the next few weeks now. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's whether you try and make ground with the captaincies or whether you try and... That, that's the way you could obviously make a big jump. But, yeah, I'm, I'm more likely to do it the slow and steady way. But it's two steps forward, three steps back, right? You get 10 points back a week and you have one bad game week again and you've thrown away all the good work you've done to keep getting the 10 points back. So, yeah. Yes, tricky one. I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna captain Harland against Brighton, I think, but then it was gonna be another it's gonna be three weeks in a row of Salah after that, I think. Or was it two weeks or three weeks? Something like that anyway. Um Yeah. yeah. I won't have him on my wild card, Salah. So I think it'll be seven million overall ranked very soon or one million, right? Did you say you're hmm. going without Salah? At the moment on my wild card, if I go through with the wild card that I've currently got as my first choice, he's not in it. Brave. Yeah, <laughs> you, you feel more inclined to take chances like that though when you're at this rank. I know we've just spent mm. most of this pod talking about the fact that the deficit might not actually be that bad, but 
you still convince yourself that you can take a little bit of a liberty or take a bit more of a, a risk. I totally agree. However, why is your risk to go without Salah for the next three fixtures with a, a, a Fulham, uh, sorry, Sheffield United? In the next five, he's got, sorry, Everton, Forest and Luton. Why is your gamble to go without Salah for those three and not to go without Haaland for Brighton, United and Bournemouth? Because in my head at the moment, there's about 15 midfielders I'd quite happily own on my wild card. There's about three strikers. Yeah, fair point. That is a very good point. <laughs> so just, yeah, fair point. I don't have Haaland. I'm actually struggling to pick three strikers I want. At the moment, I'm struggling to pick three strikers I want, even with Haaland. <laughs> so, but yeah, I say it could come back to bite me on the arse quite conceivably in a couple of weeks. And when we do one of these again, maybe at the midpoint of the season or something, I'll probably be regretting that decision. But I haven't committed to the plan yet. Well, we will be tracking these, and we certainly, uh, we certainly will be um, coming back to this. Hopefully, it's a much prettier picture for us all. Um, this is the sort of shots. This is the this is the the, the number one man against us. Against no, no, us. no, no. So this is just um, so on the left. It's um, a team of a team of differentials essentially. So this is just something I've thrown together today. So it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not an exhaustive list of good differentials, but. It's the ones I've picked out, so feel free to throw some different ones in, guys. Um, and then on the right-hand side, um, it's a team of basically all the highest-owned okay. players. Like, if you if you made a team of all the highest-owned players, that's what it would look like. Um, that team isn't affordable, by the way, but um, that's just just to just to get them on the screen. Um, so, yeah, I just thought we'd have a little chat about, um, you know, are you considering which of the swords are you, are you thinking about? You know, picking up because these are the guys that could really rocket you up the standings, and then in the shields, you got you know you kind of need to decide who are you taking on, don't you? So, for the benefit of the audio, um, the um, swords team, um, so Rayo and Gold, three point four percent owned, Pedro Porro, ten point eight percent, Ben White, eleven point three, Alexander Arnold, eight percent, Martinelli, four percent, um, Sterling, nine point two percent, March, six point one percent. Um, it's like March versus Matoma, for example. Matoma's oh, 40.8% owned. Brighton have got some good, really good fixtures after the City game. Like even just going March over Matoma um, could kind of make or break some, some rank gains. Um, got Anthony Gordon, 5.3%. Um, and then up front, we got Darwin, 12.4%. Hoyland, 6.3%. And Evan Ferguson at 7 um, on the bench, Sam Johnston, 2.2%. John Stones, um, back fit now, 3.1%. Very popular at the start, but nobody's got him now. Um, Joel Matip, uh, 0.5%. Um, you know, could you double up on Liverpool defence as a bit of a differential with Trent, for example? Um, and then Cole Palmer, 0.8% as well. So so let's start with with those um, guys, any who's who's standing out for you there, or have you got anybody different? Um, I mean, the, the Solly March Matoma thing has already bitten us on the ass a little bit. If I remember rightly, at the start of the season, we all punted Matoma, and Solly March was the one who picked up a ton of points. So straight away, if you went with it, I mean, I think we even said on a on on a pod potentially March is so under owned compared to Matoma, which seems strange as at the same price. Why does no one go with Solly March? Um, and none of us did, and this, you know he scored so many more points. Um, I really like the Anthony Gordon shout; like that's one of my favourite ones. I think like he's definitely a consideration. But the Newcastle fixtures—they're okay, but um, yeah, I don't really know on that. 
Um, Alexander Arnold being eight million is wild. Uh, sorry, eight million, eight percent owned is wild. Like I can understand why anyone on a wild card would would take him now he's back, um, especially with the next three fixtures. I think I am gonna have massive FOMO of not having him, and I don't think I can get him in even with some decent transfers. So um, I, I kind of really really like that team on the left now and you'll notice that a lot of the guys uh, apart from sterling fuck off a lot of the other guys are the ones that have just come back from injury you know martinelli's just come back from injury he's you know he scored yesterday albeit a deflection stones has come back from injury he sort of played his first minutes yesterday darwin's now in by sort of default of gakpo being injured and shit if i'm honest uh and then obviously jota being sent off so it's a really good team for the next couple of weeks. That one, I really like that. Yeah, I'm not suggesting you pick them all at once, but <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to minus forty seven. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I mean, yeah, the only, it's, the only... yeah it's, it's not a bad. It's, it's not a bad picking team, is it? But no, it's not. So... The, I'm not considering any of them. That's the funny thing. Like the the way my team is set up at the moment, I'm I'm I've got myself a little bit stuck. Uh, if I'm completely honest with yourselves. And uh, the only thing I'm looking to do at the moment is get an Aston Villa player in. And that's, that's they are devoid of Villa players, um, which is a problem. Now, I mean, is it a problem? Like, I'm looking at getting a Villa player in for their run because they've got a really nice run of fixtures. But are they all too highly owned now? Is that a problem? Like, am I getting much rank gain on them? Potentially not. Well, Watkins is only owned by, owned by like a third of the game, right? So it's still quite a good... Still decent, yeah. I think it's the mix you need. So at the moment, that's that team of swords there. I've only got one of those in my current team, which is Sam Johnston. He's my goalkeeper since game week one. Of the the rest of these here, I'm very, very likely to go Ray or Ingol on my wild card. I'm very likely to have Trent. I'm very likely to have Porro. So those three I would say are in. I'm also seriously considering double Arsenal defence. I won't have White, but I'll have Gabriel or Saliba. I've had Saliba since game week one, still got him, so I paid five million. Could get him. Maybe could come down to Gabriel, um, who's obviously cheaper, but is more a threat of already being replaced, especially now Party's back. Because I've said before, I think when Party plays right back, then the way the defence sets up can be a bit different. So I, I maybe worry a little bit about Gabriel, um, his minutes now that Party's back. So I'd probably stay with Saliba to be safe. But ultimately, that's still pretty much the same defence I'm considering. Raya, Poro, Saliba, Trent. Martinelli is on my radar, but he's probably my fourth choice Arsenal player because I'd still rather have Saka with the double defence. So if for whatever reason I don't go double defence, then Martinelli's a, a candidate to be in my team. All those three strikers there, Hoyland, Darwin and Ferguson, are all on the shortlist to be in my attack with Haaland and Watkins. I think I'll go three attackers. Haaland and Watkins, the two I'm more confident about, and then one of those three as the third. And then Cole Palmer, I think, is my enabler because I'm not having um, Cameron Archer. Um, I need some cheaper sort of eight for Taka. If he's 4.9 million starting to get a bit nailed in that team and taking pens, then I think he's probably not the worst. Uh, he's more useful for 4.9 than Cameron Archer is for 4.5, I think. So yeah, I'm, I'm more fun. likely, to, I'm, I'm more likely to do that. So there's a good chance I could have about seven of that squad, but that's quite nice, right? Because anyone that's wild-carded already, as you said, Darren, probably haven't left themselves a route to Trent, for example. So that's... <laughs> Hello. He's a differential. <laughs> the only way people get to him is from Trippier, but people understand they're going to be reluctant to sell him now. So... Uh, exactly what I looked at today. Like, you've <laughs> literally just 
I looked at it a little bit today thinking I don't have to look at it much and I thought how do I get to Trippier or more Liverpool and I was like oh sorry Trent take Trippier out uh, yeah. and I was like with Palace and Wolves up next not a chance not happening most of the others there are get to a ball, though. Whether people will use a transfer to bring Pedro Porro in, whether people will use a transfer to get Martinelli in, um, maybe they will. Um, it's just whether people's Shields teams, as they are right now, are full of safe players or whether people have got players that, if say, if you've got Embuemo still, maybe Embuemo to Martinelli is a move you're happy to make in the next couple of game weeks. But mm. there'll be others sort of, like if you've got Madison, Son, Salah, Saka, you're going to be struggling to move those guys, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, I didn't do too bad there, and then Craig put, throwing that no, together. You're going to you're going to pick seven of them on your wild card potentially. Um, <laughs> it's really good, and I'll be I'll be extremely jealous um, if you if you do that. Um, yeah, um, I mean, for me, I've used my wild card, but um, I'm I'm planning to roll next game week. So I've only just used the wild card, so my plan is to roll in the next game week, um, and then Brighton then come into their good fixtures and. My plan at the moment then is either to get two Brighton in or to get one Brighton and Martinelli, I think. Um, but um, I think I said on the pod last week maybe that I'm I'm keen on Ferguson. So Ferguson's Alvarez, I think, swap 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 a shield for a sword and see how that goes. Um, that's on my mind. Um, and then yeah, again, at where I am, I think pick go in March when everyone's forty percent of people have got Matoma. Does appeal to me as well, I think. But yeah, I, I'm rolling. I'm rolling as well, um, so I can go into the game week eleven with uh, with two fixtures, potentially three for a minus four. That's my that's my plan. Um, I'd like to know Sven Botman was back for that game. He could he could be. Um, I've got no bench at all at the moment. <laughs> um, all right, so that's um, so that's our differentials then. So let's come on to who in the Shields team we're we're um, kind of most happy to take on or or which ones you feel we've, we've got to keep or maybe got to look to get in. Um, so Ariola 34.7% owned. Um, I appreciate a lot of that ownership was people sticking him on the bench, but I think with Flecken um, perhaps being out for a while now and the fixtures that West Ham are coming into, I think Ariola is going to be starting a lot of games for a lot of teams um, Hello. Um, for the next little run. Yeah, and me. Yeah, and me. Um, Trippier at 46.3%. Astupanan, 36.1%. Matty Cash. I didn't realise how cash, how high Cash was until I did this today. 30.9% Matty Cash. Um, Saka, 50.3%. Matoma, 40.8%. Madison, 37.7%. Salah, 34.3%. That's going to go up in the next couple of weeks, I suggest. Um, Son, 33.9%. Harland 88.1, Alvarez 32.5 or 32.9, can't quite see that. Turner 15.6, Salava 26.2, Udogi 20.7. So again, Udogi double the ownership of Poro. Like if you can get Poro instead of Udogi, um, even, even just that can be, you know, a decent game. And Poro looks to be the better option anyway, um, I think, at the moment. Um, and then Watkins, um, 29.8. Percent. Well, how many of this list is going to be on my wild card? One, two, three, four, five, seven of them, I think, as well. So seven, okay. five, pretty much. I've pretty much got all of my squad on one of these two uh, screenshots, Martin, which is quite impressive. Jared Bowen, I think, is the only person not on either side that I think is a high consideration mm-hmm. for me for this coming run. But I think everyone else is on one of these two 
screens. <laughs> yeah, Jared Bowen. I think it was. I think his his ownership was like just in the middle of the two. So yeah, didn't quite make it. But um, but yeah, I I suppose the thing is like with some of these shield players, like um, like you said about Watkins, he's still owned by less than a third of the game. So even some of these, if you get the right combination. Like having the right combination can be a differential in itself, can't it? Um, so, so which one? What 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 are the top ones you you think you're leaving out, Craig? I'm not going to have Trippier. Um, so I think I'd rather Liverpool in my eyes have got better fixtures than Newcastle. Um, so I'm going to take that punt. Newcastle's good fixtures are pretty much done. Not that he can't get points in in other games. Obviously he can, but. I haven't had Trippier all season yet. I've missed my chance to get him. I should have got him when they played Sheffield United if I was going to do it. So, yeah, Trippier's probably not going to be in. It's stupid and I don't quite know when he's due back. There's been very limited information about what he's actually done, right? In general, it feels like this year, injuries, we don't seem to be getting clarity on what people have actually done. There's quite a few injuries, it feels like, right now, that we're just told they're injured. But what's injured? So... Do I want him for? I know Brighton have got good games, but when we can have Trent, when I can have Poro, when I can have Cash, do I need a stupid end? Um, so I'll probably go against him. I, you know, I was reluctant to have him in game week one, to be fair. So I, I won't need two invites not to have him now. Um, Salah, I'm not going to have because a lot of other players I want, he prices me out of. And it's a case of do I have sort of 12, 13 players that I want and no Salah? Or if I have Salah, I'll probably have to sacrifice three or four others that I want. That's the compromise. That's what he causes pretty much. So I think I'd rather punt no Salah and have most of the other players I want rather than the other way around. Son, I think, is a bit the same. So I've only got probably midfield space for two, eight million plus midfielders. And I think I'll prioritise Saka and Madison's around that price. I think the other three will be cheaper, whether it's Martinelli, Bowen, Diaby, Matoma. Palmer, players like that will be more more of those sorts of players. Um, I think Alvar- Alvarez, you can go against. I've said earlier on, I don't think Man City's attack is the best it could be right now. Their fixtures aren't the best looking ahead either. I think there's higher upside strikers probably than Alvarez. For, if you've got him, you've got to keep him, right? There's no need to sell, I don't think, if you've used your wild card and you own him. But again, if there's a chance to take someone on... Um, He's probably another one. They're the main ones. I think Alvarez, Salah and Trippier are the three big ones that, and probably Son. I, w- I wouldn't mind keeping Son, to be honest, but I think I'll just be priced out of other things if I go with him. He's a little bit, well, he's quite a lot more expensive than Madison, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think I can quite afford him either. So he he's a bit of a, begrudgingly, I'll go without Son, I think, but Salah, Trippier and Alvarez, probably the three main ones and the two goalkeepers. I highly like I won't have either of those. When lots yeah. of people that all saying they're both right, you can that can be your two goalkeepers now. Minimal budget, both playing. As you say, Ariola's got decent games, so why spend the extra? But Arsenal are a better team than West Ham, right? And Raya, I still think's cheap for an Arsenal goalkeeper. Yeah, so, I'm a bit. Um, that's one of the things I'm most annoyed about with my wild card is that it just wasn't quite known that Raya <laughs> Raya was the one one keeper to go for, but. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, so I'm a bit jealous. You can do that on wild card as well. And this is what I held out for, right? You know, I knew Arsenal was, was going to have good games. I knew Brighton were going to have good games. If I wild carded when you guys did, I wasn't going to have those teams covered. I know you get transfers mm. to use in between, and you guys have probably been a bit unlucky that you've probably been forced into transfers you weren't expecting to make because of injuries and things like that. So you've not been able to roll maybe as much as you would have hoped you you could have done. Um, but this was the point: Liverpool, Brighton, Aston Villa. Arsenal, particularly those four teams, all look good from about now. 
And if I wild carded two or three weeks ago, I was going to be going into Newcastle. I was going to be going into, well, I don't know, other teams you've got, Man United, maybe still, things like that. It just felt mm. like too much movement and not a lot of time. And you've done well at your Newcastle guys, I guess, if you've had a lot of trippier points, for example. Mm. But it just felt like the swing was just a bit bigger here. And you know, you we obviously speak away from the pod. You know, I, I was quite close to doing it. It wasn't yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so, but this is why I eventually decided that there was enough positive swing in fixtures now that I could go into Arsenal, Brighton, Liverpool and Villa in particular. Most people at wildcarded already may only have five or six of those te- players from those teams. I could probably get 10. Would that be enough to start making up ground? Hopefully, and I can start getting some one million game week ranks and stuff now. Yeah. But I could carry on getting unlucky if you want to view it. It would have been unlucky up until now. So there's no guarantees it'll work, but at least there's some sort of optimism for me that there's sort of light at the end of the tunnel where I've got an opportunity to gain. Um, it's probably the, the thing that I've still got sort of with me. That yeah. There's hope there. Yeah. This I suppose. I mean, I, I do I, I do have Hoyland, but he hasn't done anything yet. I do have Gordon, but he hasn't... Well, he did get an assist, but then he got suspended. But I've got him. I've got Gordon in place, got Hoyland in place. I see Sheffield United coming up. Um, yeah, I've got a route. I've got a plan and a route to get, you know, the Brighton guys in. Villa's the one that might kill me because I don't really have Villa covered, but Stella What I'm hoping is I can I can stack out my Brighton while everybody else sits on their Villa and then the Brighton guys do a bit better. That's what I'm kind of hoping for, I think. You get the right one. Someone from Brighton's going to have a good streak here, right? Is it going to be Gross? Is it going to be March? Is it going to be Matoma? Is it going to, if, if March keeps playing left back, is Adingra going to get a run in the team? Might be him, right? Because yeah. he scored the weekend. Mm. Very good player. It's just so. Um, just and you say Evan Ferguson, I'd love him to play the next four. I'd have him in a heartbeat if I knew he was going to play the next four games. But mm. trust issues with that, right? At least with Watkins, you know he's going to play the ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, very true. I I think this might be where you uh, you leapfrog us all. If I'm with you, Craig, I think uh, wild card now mixture of the mixture of all these players and I'm really laughing. I, I look at my team and yeah, I'm in a bit of trouble. <laughs> in all fairness. Um, devoid of devoid of Spurs offensive assets, I've still got a, a Doku and Mbemo and an Eze problem. I ain't getting any better. So uh, yeah, I, I I would rather be in your now. Well, out there, right? Doku and Eze to Cole Palmer and Madison or something. You're kind of there, aren't you? Or... Yeah, I mean either that or probably I'll probably try and get Mbemo and Eze. And Doku, maybe like I said, roll this week and then get rid of all those three, stick Cole Palmer in, and then try and get maybe Diaby and a Brighton midfielder. I think that's the way to go. I need I need a Villa, I need a Brighton. I don't have either. So that's that's what I was looking at today. But it's going to take a minus four, and I can't do anything until obviously not next week. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, works. Hey, my, I've got worse team value than you guys. All the players that I want that I don't currently have. Most wildcarders have probably got a combination of some of those players and have paid quite considerably less for them. So no doubt that the team I'm going to want in game week 10, I could have got a couple of weeks ago for about a million less probably. But again, that's one of the payoffs, isn't it? That is waiting until you get the better fixture is going to be worth paying the extra for it. Um, I'm still on the fence whether I've done things right this season and whether it's going to pay off waiting till now. But I should have just gone a couple of weeks ago and sort of been a bit more sort of organised and prepared and left myself roots to the players I am going to want from game week 10 onwards. But 
yeah, just too much change going on. But we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Martin, out of interest, mm. if you can remember when you did your Shields team. Do you remember how what sort of percentage owned Bruno Fernandez was? Uh, I don't think he's massive. Maybe like twenty percent or something. Not huge. Wow, it shocks me. He's not. Oh yeah, that now, Darren. Actually, what's that? I can probably tell you that now. His current ownership is eighteen uh, percent. Jesus, I mean that's the uh, that's the one guy with Sheffield United, Fulham, Luton, Everton coming up that really needs to fucking do something for me because I've uh, this is the patience game. I've waited patiently for him to do something, and he always looks so threatening. But I've got three of them. Aaron. I've got Bruno Rashford and Dallow, three Man United <laughs> players. This is the week, right? Well, <laughs> as I mentioned it when you said it, I'd have never gone United defensively. But you're right. Sheffield United is the week of the clean sheet for United and more than two goals. Hoyland for Martin, assisted by Fernandez, clean sheet and assist for Dallow. Done. There we go. We'll, we'll share yeah. them equally. To be fair, um, all, all, all three of them can just stick a load of stuff on Hoyland's toe and head and knee or arse or whatever and they can go in. That'll be good. Yeah. Hand. It's United. They'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool I think we're done yeah that'll probably do wouldn't it <laughs> pull, them on, pull them on the hour beautiful um, I really enjoyed that I, that I mean I enjoyed that because it gave us a, uh, something else to talk about a bit different away from the, the standard preview um, I didn't enjoy it because of how disastrous it started but we're only eight weeks in look we can still make it up and when next time you view we do this we'll see where we are all right, cool. to the top one million by the midway point of the season feels like it's a, an achievable target. Easy. Right? We will, we will, listen, we will all be in the top one million by the halfway point. We'll end it there. Yeah, do that. And then we'll wildcard into a team that goes and wins it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go. I like Martin's positivity. Uh, we're definitely ending it on positivity. Cheers, guys. Like, follow, subscribe. Thanks all. Thanks <laughs> all.